Our scripture readings today give us uh, uh, teachings about the, um, the, the giving of the Spirit, the outpouring of the Spirit, for different things. In the uh, book of Numbers, we hear about how those, uh, there are 70 men gathered with Moses, and they receive a share of the Spirit of Moses. Uh, but there are two others who were on the list of those who were to receive the Spirit, but, but they did not go to the place where the Spirit was to be given, and yet they received it. And so there was a complaint, you know, that those two men are prophesying. And uh, Moses says, that's fine. Would that all uh, were, were, were given the gift of prophecy? So they, these men were given the gift of the Spirit in order to prophesy. And then we have in the Gospel this uh, uh, event where there is someone seen to be casting out demons in Jesus' name, but he's not one of the twelve. And John points it out to the Lord, why, you know, stop him. So, well, no, no one who is, uh, who is for me is against me, uh, can be against me. Uh, and, uh, you know, our Lord has his own designs as to who would receive the, these gifts and who would not. You know, it's not for the twelve themselves simply to decide. Um, our Lord had that plan to give that man that gift. And the gift he had was not prophecy, but the casting out of demons. And demons is not something I talk about much, but I think we should. <laughs> In all honesty, I think sometimes I've uh, uh, tried to diminish, you know, uh, preoccupation, as it were, uh, with, with the devil, in that we know he's there, he tempts us to sin, and as long as we don't, uh, we're okay. Or if we do, as long as we repent and go to confession. All right? um, but actually, the devil is very much at work. And there are demons uh, at work in the world. And we need to understand just a little bit about who they are, what they are, and what they do. And it so happens that uh, last week I uh, watched a, a talk uh, on, a, on a video given by a man called Peter Herbeck of uh, Renewal Ministries. You can look it up on the internet, Renewal Ministries. It's run by uh, Dr. Ralph Martin, who's a, a lecturer at, Detroit, at Sacred Heart Seminary in Detroit, Michigan, um, and a great writer on the spiritual life. His most well-known work uh, is The Fulfillment of All Desire, which I would highly recommend. And so he and others have set up this Renewal Ministries it comes out of the kind of charismatic renewal background or stable. And I really believe that uh, their weekly or so uh, messages are prophecy for today. Prophecy to the church today. And I would highly recommend, uh, if you want to listen to some good, uh, good spiritual uh, input, uh, check out Renewal Ministries. And my homily today is really going to be pure plagiarism. It's just going to be relaying to you uh, what uh, Peter Herbeck said uh, in this video with a few little uh, things, you know, uh, tucked in as it were. First thing he said was the obvious that we, we live in a fallen world and we have to admit this. We have to understand that we live in a fallen world. That the kingdom of light is forever in conflict with the kingdom of darkness. The devil does exist in spite of what other people might try to tell you. He says that the darkness is getting darker. We can see the march of evil in the world. However, the light is getting lighter. There is light appearing. 
The real gold that exists on this earth, and we heard St. James in the second reading speak about gold that will pass away, and we should not set our store in that gold. The real gold on earth that both the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light are after are immortal human beings. It's you and me. And he spoke about the Texas Heartbeat Bill, which doesn't totally outlaw abortion, but it's a little bit of light. It's a move in the right direction. And what happens? The kingdom of darkness immediately marshals its forces uh, in the name of a Catholic New York, in the person of a Catholic governor of New York, who says, Sisters, if you can't get an abortion in Texas, come to New York. We'll, we'll help you. We're the compassionate ones. And your enlightened brothers here in New York await you. You see uh, what they're saying? We're, we're, we're the kingdom of light. It's those benighted people who are the kingdom of darkness. We're the compassionate ones. We will lift this heavy load from you. Don't conform yourself to the message of Jesus Christ who said, Come to me, all you who are labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. I am the only, the only way to have a light burden is to walk in the freedom of the sons of God. But the, uh, but the, 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 the agents of the evil ones say, no, come to us. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Matthew 6.23 If then your light is darkness, how great is the darkness in you? If you offer light to others, but actually that light is a darkness, so what a great deception. It's a great darkness. If you are calling darkness light, something is really very wrong spiritually. Something is very off. You're really under the dominion of darkness. Herbert refers to Psalm 1. He could have referred to today's Psalm 18 or 19, in which we reflected how the law of the Lord gives delight to the heart and the, the benefits of meditating on the law of the Lord. This is expressed in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sits in the, the seat of scoffers, but whose delight is the law of the Lord, and who meditates on the Lord day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of living water. All he does shall prosper. Sinners will not stand in the judgment or in the assembly of the just. It's dwelling on the law of the Lord that is the way to... Uh, that righteousness and that prosperity. So there are two ways from, between which we can choose life or death, blessing or curse, light or darkness, truth or lies. There's no middle way. Hebrews 2.14 speaks of the devil's strategy to enslave the human race by the fear of death. Paradoxically, by um, promoting the fear of death, this leads to the culture of death, where the light of Christ is not present. When people walk in fear, there is dominion. And perhaps that's something to reflect on at this time. Are you walking in fear? Because if we walk in fear, we lose hold of reality. When there's a culture of death, the culture to begins to be formed by the dark spiritual powers in such a way that the mind gets darkened and the fear of death takes hold of people. And they make decisions fundamentally driven by that fear. 
rather than by the light of truth and reason. In a culture of death, death becomes the solution to our most intractable problems. This is the case with abortion. There's a woman who's afraid of the challenges that face her in, in the position she finds herself in. And, uh, the, and the problem can be solved by death, by taking the life of the child. And this is the work of the enemy. And this is, indeed, this is the, uh, you know, the, the solution proposed by the euthanasia lobby, you know, do away with the, with the difficulties of life by, by doing away with life itself. It is the work of the enemy. Uh, Herbert had, talks about a time when he was in New York and he had uh, returned from Europe, so he was jet-lagged and so he couldn't sleep, so he found himself getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning for a couple of nights, you know, going walking around the city, amazed by the energy and the power of that city that does not sleep. And on the third night, he had a dream that he was doing the very same thing, walking through uh, those busy streets, and suddenly everything stops. A bit like one of those movies, you know, where everything stops and you're in the middle of this still scene. And you can look around and move, but everything else is stationary. Complete silence. And he heard a baby cry. And he followed the sound of the cry. And he found in the middle of the road a blanket on which there was lying a naked baby. And he picked up the child... And he heard a voice within him telling him, look at the eyes of this child and look around you. This one single child, poor, helpless, is infinitely more valuable than anything you can see around you. Everything you see around you will pass away. But not those eternal creatures that bear the image of God. You and I, brothers and sisters, will not pass away. I know we speak about passing away, uh, when someone dies but actually you do not pass away everything we see around us will pass away you and I are made for eternity and we bear this image of God and the devil seeks to c- capture this valuable treasure of the one that bears the image of God to destroy it Jesus also seeks you and I as this most valuable treasure and he shows how much we're worth by taking on human flesh and dying for us because the the Father values us as human beings we value the wrong things that are passing we need to cling to what is unshakable Christ, the truth, the rock the final judge of the living and the dead that baby is the real gold uh, and uh, and which we, which, we should, uh, which we should treasure. And it's why the devil seeks to kill those children. And it's the work of the devil. I've included in the bulletin this week a message from Archbishop Cordiglione of San Francisco. And he calls it out. He says abortion is child sacrifice. It's nothing short of child sacrifice. And this is true. There's, a, there's a, an abortion provider in Portland named after a, a demon, the demon Lilith, who uh, is, uh, appears in Hebrew mythology and uh, threatens evils. She, in, in mythology, D- Lilith threatened evils against children and women in childbirth. She refused obedience to her husband. She was described as the night monster, a screeching owl, and she steals babies in the darkness. And there are organizations dedicated to Lilith, 
One is called the Ordo Antichristianus Illuminati, the Antichristian Order of the Illuminati. You see, they call themselves the Illuminati, whereas we are the, uh, are the ones in the darkness. And those who undergo or, or support abortions are seen in this uh, demonology to be within, in the sphere of Lilith. Right? So it, it is something that the, the, the demons really seek to devour, as, uh, as we're told. The devil goes around seeking whom to devour. And he blinds people with fear. What am I going to do? And here's this Catholic politician who says, we'll fix that problem. We have lots of compassion. We are the enlightened one. Those who, those who oppose you are on the dark side. And uh, this is described by Herbeck as demonic reversal. When light is presented as darkness and darkness as light. Truth as lies, lies as truth. Good as evil, evil as good. All the things that were said in the prophecy of Isaiah there. You know, the, again, the Archbishop says in this uh, piece that I put in the bulletin that to anyone who would propose the type of legislation that has been proposed uh, so that abortion is um, more or less codified, uh, one would really better describe them as a devout Satanist than a devout Catholic. Never a truer word spoken. God bless the good Archbishop. Jesus Christ lays, his, lays down his life for his friends. My life for yours. That's love. The demonic reversal is, no, your life for mine. I have to be in charge. It's my destiny, my identity. Whether or not the child in the womb is a human being, I get to decide. Whether that child will live or not, I get to decide. If that child gets in the way of my life, then it has to has to be disposed of. It's the culture of death. Not my life for yours, but your life for mine. Your death is going to mean my happiness, my control over my life. That's the spiritual battle we are in. I think this is the great message from this, this particular, what I would call a prophetic message. That's the spiritual battle we are in. And do we realize that we are engaged in this battle between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Are we engaging in it ourselves? All of you who here have been confirmed according to the former catechism, when you were confirmed you became soldiers of Christ. Are you bearing the arms of a soldier of Christ? Are you bearing the armor of light and truth? Are you struggling to remove anything from your life that causes you to sin as we heard in the gospel today. I'm struggling. There are things in my life that cause me to sin that I still have to remove. My eye causes me to sin. Other things cause my tongue. Oh gosh, my tongue causes me to sin. You know? My imagination. I'm still struggling. But I, I hope I'm in the battle. Are you in the battle? Are you wearing the armor? Are you carrying the necessary weapons of truth? There is no middle way. There is no compassionate middle way. There is no enlightened middle way. The only enlightened one is Jesus Christ. And the light who has come into the world to shed his light into a world that is living in darkness and separated from him. We live in light 
to the degree that our lives and minds and reasons are illumined by that light of Christ. And that involves a humility. For the pride of human beings and the darkness of the mind have real consequences in this world. Because the forces of the kingdom of darkness are very strong. And there are many acolytes for the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of light needs many more. What are we to do? First of all, to engage in prayer. You know, always remember what Pope Benedict XVI said once. A Christian who doesn't pray is, a, is an at-risk Christian. Pray. We, we keep this week the uh, feast of St. Michael the Archangel. And um, in the entrance to the church you'll find these pamphlets with the chaplet of St. Michael the Archangel. Feel free again to take one and incorporate it into your devotional life uh, to invoke the the protection of St. Michael that he may win in this cosmic battle between good and evil as he did, as we read in the book of Revelation or the book of the Apocalypse. But remember in that battle all those shining stars were cast to the earth and those are the the angels and the, 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 the angels who said non serviam, they were cast to the earth and so they are wandering around this earth for you and for me to consume uh, this great treasure which you and I are made in the image and likeness of God read the word of God delight in the law of the Lord dwell and meditate on the law of the Lord day and night read it during the day go to bed with it in your, in, in your mind the catechism of the Catholic Church faith formation offered in the, in the parish whether for adults or for, or for children all of us need that continuing formation be bold in proclaiming the truth and what's at stake uh, for it's our Lord who defines and reveals what true love is my life for yours there is no love without the truth the dignity of the child is of, inf- of, of infinite value we can also pray that there be more heralds of this truth at the end of Mass today we will watch a video um, requesting our help and support for the education and formation of our seminarians, the future priests of this archdiocese. Um, we can, and so we can practically help as well with our material aid. Um, there should be envelopes around the church, and uh, I'll remind you at the end of Mass, just before we watch the video. Uh, and, but pray how God is calling you to be generous in this appeal for the education and formation of our, of our uh, seminarians. And um, with that, I think enough. But you know, just you know, just to be aware that I hope you're aware there's a battle. <laughs> At least if you're aware, we, we, you know, uh, that's what that's something. All right. Um, and the armor is available to us. The armor of prayer, uh, confession, very important uh, to seek the forgiveness of sins. Uh, that which is that pruning of ourselves, as our, as our Lord said in the gospel, you know, removing what causes us to sin. And having no, not being afraid to take our Lord's sometimes hard teachings, that image of having a millstone tied around your neck. I put the millstone on the front of the bulletin today so that you would see what a millstone looks like if you don't know what it looks like. A heavy stone used to crush olives, to make the beautiful olive oil. And um, you, know, you can imagine if one of those rolled over your feet, it wouldn't be too pleasant. 
Well, imagine, just visualize it, this millstone being chained around your neck and you being, you know, pushed over and the millstone going over the edge of the, into the cliff, into the sea and you'd be dragged with it and you would not come back. That's what it is to lead a little one into sin. That's what it is to destroy an innocent soul. And we don't want to be there. And that can be accomplished by deed or omission, by not acting to prevent those terrible things happening. We can be part of the cause. Let us be part of the, the, the victory of the kingdom of light over darkness. Just 